it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, guys, um, start off by saying it was gut-wrenching not to be able to be out there in the second half of that game. Um, you know, uh, obviously, uh, uh, there was a play that, uh, you know, we had overturned that I disagreed with, and uh, that cost me a flag. Um, and then on the next play, there was another flag. Nothing was said. And then on the f- next play after that, the play was blown dead uh, before the ball was recovered. And, uh, you know, I asked the referee, I said, I mean, you know, the, the play was blown dead. So how do we know who recovered it? Everybody stopped. And uh, that was what it was. Um, to tell you the truth, I was pretty calm at that point, And uh, there was no bad language or anything. And uh, all I said to them was, I said, guys, we just got to do better. And that got me another flag. And, uh, you know, that is what it is. And, you know, if I kept my mouth shut and didn't say anything, obviously I wouldn't have been in that situation. So that's my responsibility. That's on me. Um, And uh, the rest is what it is. Uh, As I said, it was gut-wrenching and disappointing. Um, And, uh, you know, just not acceptable. So um, that's that story. In terms of the game, I felt that, uh, you know, we, we had a poor start. Um, obviously, you know, we, knew, we knew they had great skill, quarterback-receiver combinations. They were able to get the ball down the field over our head. And I thought, once again, on offense, we were kind of herky-jerky. Uh, made a few plays and couldn't make a couple plays. Uh, we turned the ball over too much on offense. We let up too many plays on defense. Um, don't feel that that was any of our finest hours. Um, I thought that for most of the season, we made really, even with all the injuries and everything, I thought we made a lot of improvement. There was probably only a couple of games that I didn't feel we did, and this was one of them. Um, and I feel like we played poorly tonight. And that's my responsibility. And because uh, I've seen some great growth here. And I'm really excited about moving forward with, with this team. Um, they have a great mentality. Uh, There's a lot of love in that locker room for our seniors, uh, for each other, a lot of belief. Um, on where we're headed, although I don't think tonight was reflective of that. Um, And, uh, you know, a real great mentality and an urgency to want to get going, which is a nice thing to see and feel in the locker room. And uh, so I'm very, very excited about where we're headed. Very, very disappointed in in tonight, obviously. That's an understatement. And uh, so as we move forward, we continue to recruit and continue to build and we continue to grow and we accentuate some of the high points. It's interesting, you know, uh, Trey McBride, 
fifth all-time Division I receiving yards. Uh, Stoney, I think the best punt average in college football. Uh, I think our, uh, I think Caden Camper set the field goal record for Colorado State. Last week we set, we were, we, uh, we're second all-time passing yards ever at Colorado State. Um, there's been a lot of individual things that have been outstanding this year. But I still think the biggest thing that we have to do is play complementary football. And, uh, and I think that's where I feel we're, we're wildly inconsistent in the complementary football category. And uh, we saw great things in special teams. We saw great things on offense. We saw great things on defense. I don't know how many times we saw all three great together. And that's something that is really what we have to dive into in the offseason because you see the capability, but I don't think you can see the consistency enough. Um, but with all that, uh, there's great belief on our team. And, uh, and I know we're, we're headed we're in a great direction where we want to be. Obviously, you know, disappointed in today and disappointed in our wins, but... Not disappointed in the progress we made, not disappointed in how close we are really to being completely different right now record-wise. So we've got to get that addressed. So with that, I'm happy to answer any questions. What's up, y'all? We are back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. Going to be a two-part episode today. First, going to discuss Saturday night's football game. All of the craziness that happened. Obviously, we just played Steve Adazio's intro statement from his press conference. Really weird press conference. Only answered four questions. It took 17 minutes. He really rambled a lot. You know, just kind of making all the same points he always makes. And, and some of them are valid. You know, injuries definitely played a big factor. They did play a tough schedule this year. But it just it hasn't been good enough. Point Blake, period. The Rams got completely embarrassed on Saturday night. Between Adazio's ejection and just the performance, one of the most embarrassing nights that I can remember. And there have been some pretty bad CSU losses over the years. So we're going to try and, you know, kind of break it all down. I'm going to give my thoughts on the football program moving forward. If you read my post-game column, I I mentioned that, you know, $3 million, which is what Adazio's buyout drops to on December 2nd, is really steep, especially for a G5 school that's kind of treading water in the pandemic. I don't I don't think CSU can afford to not make change at this point, though. Saturday was... It was just all around pathetic. And again, I know that this team is beaten up. You lost 52 to 10 at home. It was 31-0 at halftime. Second FBS coach ever to be ejected for multiple unsportsmanlike penalties. Thousands of empty seats. I, they announced the attendance as I don't remember. It was like 19,000 something or I I don't I don't remember what the announced attendance was. It it's based on tickets sold. I can tell you there weren't that many people there. Maybe 10,000 people in the building, and that's generous. Like, that's including the players on the field, all of the staff, media, concessions people, and the fans. Maybe 10,000 people. And even then, I don't... I mean, it, it was... It was a horror scene out there. It was, it was completely dead. It was just crazy. Anyways, like I said, going to first break down the football game. Then on the second part of this podcast, we're going to do a two-parter. We're going to talk about the basketball team who came back, had a thrilling win against Northern Colorado. And I, I want to tell you guys, that's a better victory than I think most people assume. That's one of the better teams that CSU's actually played this year. Maybe the second best team that CSU's actually played this year. And that's, 
that's saying something. I know they've gone up against Oral Roberts and Max Azemus, faced some good teams at the Paradise Jam. I think Creighton's the best team CSU's played so far. I think Northern Colorado's the second. And I can tell you amongst people that watch a lot of mid-major basketball that, you know, watch the big sky and keep up with the smaller conferences, that's a common sentiment. Steve Smiley's doing a great job over there in Greeley, guys. They've, they've got a lot of talent on that roster. So we'll, we'll dive into that. But I just figured let's get football out of the way. And then we can end on a positive note because I don't want to end on a negative note and, and leave you guys, you know, going through life the rest of your day just feeling blue. Before we dive into football, something to keep in mind for our homeowners. With prices going up, it's creating natural equity in your home. If you have mortgage insurance, chances are you can refinance out of that and make the bubble work for you. If you're in the buyer's market, you know how stressful trying to buy a house is right now. If you attempted this process, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It, it's crazy out here. The housing market in Colorado is absolutely insane. Let my friends Mike and Virginia Chevalier take some of the stress out of this extremely difficult process. They're going to alleviate so much stress just throughout the process. Trust me, they are DNVR members and they actually have a fun perk for DNVR listeners. If you go to dnvrmortgage.com, you can enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat. Most importantly, get set up with a free consultation to discuss all your options. That's dnvrmortgage.com. As mortgage brokers are able to shop over a dozen different lenders with many different products to find the right fit for you, they want their borrowers to know who they're working with and not feel bounced around. Trust me, they are the best around. Visit them at dnvrmortgage.com and get set up with that free consultation. You can also call them directly. If you want to hit up Virginia, call 303-257-6578. If you want to call Mike, it's 970-412-2472. One last time, visit dnvrmortgage.com. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS 1910631. All right, all right, all right. All right, I'm going to try and keep my thoughts as concise as possible with this one. I don't really think there's any point in dwelling on everybody. Everybody saw what happened. But I think the most significant takeaway from this performance and really the last month of the season as a whole, it's how do you sell this? How do you expect anyone to come back and support this program? And and I'm not I'm not one of those overreactionary guys when everybody was jumping off buildings after the Vanderbilt loss. I told everyone to be patient because you could see some of the positives. But it never it never came to fruition this season. And that's on the coaching staff because there was enough talent on this roster to be competitive. I I don't think it was an, an insane prediction for me to say this is a six and six or a seven and five team. I think when you look at Trey McBride and the defensive lines and and you know the talent they had at the linebacker position and you know the guys that they have at the skill positions, I know that there was injuries again. But how do you look at these guys and think, yeah, they should be a three and nine team? No, they shouldn't. They had a ton of veterans and they had guys that are really good NFL players. In some cases, players that are arguably the best at their respective position in the entire country. And you went three and nine and you lost all of the most important games, the home opener and obviously all the rivalry games fifth time in the last six years that they lost to Air Force, Wyoming and Boise State. The only time they didn't was 2020. And that's kind of a cop out because they they didn't play Air Force that year. Did get a border war win in 2020, not not taking away anything from that. It was a weird game, but a win is a win nonetheless. But five of the last six years, you've, you've lost every game that matters. And what's worse is this year, on top of that, you also lost a lot of winnable games to teams that, you know, every game matters. But you 
we all know that Wyoming, Air Force, Boise, those are the games that mean the most to the fans. But, you know, <laughs> Vanderbilt, Utah State, Hawaii, South Dakota State, all these games that, you know, CSU could have been competitive and could have come out on top. And they just didn't. They just did not perform well enough this year. And to hear the same speech after every single game, it's just, it's maddening. It's maddening. It, it, it's just falling on deaf ears at this point. And it should. It should. You can't every single week just say the same thing and expect people to be like, okay, I guess we're almost there. Almost, almost this close, this close. Are they close? Are they really because, again, I know injuries played a factor, but this team regressed as the season went on. And now you're losing all of your top talent. The McBrides are gone. Patchen is gone. Barry Wesley has another year of eligibility. He's choosing to move on, and honestly, I don't blame him. Patchen, Manny Jones, Stonehouse, all these guys are going to be gone. It's not like CSU is exactly lighting it up from a recruiting perspective. I mean, they've done a nice job of establishing a local presence, but from a you know verbal commit standpoint, they don't exactly have a ton of them, and a lot of the guys that they do have commitments from aren't being highly recruited by anyone. So that cupboard is going to be pretty bare last year, and I just <laughs> I, I don't know how anyone could expect CSU to be more competitive moving forward after losing the talent they're losing and, and based on what we've seen from this year. But worse than anything is just the fact that CSU is an embarrassment right now, guys. Like, how many times did they get memed across the country between the Vanderbilt loss and then the Utah State execution? And now an ejection. And I've never seen a coach get ejected. I know technically speaking, the Bowling Green coach got ejected earlier this year. Shout out to my guy, Micah, for pointing that out on Twitter. I watch a lot of college football. It was the first time I'd ever seen it happen. I'm asking around the press box, a lot of beat reporters, people that cover the team or worked in college football for, for, you know, a decade plus. And everybody's like, no, I've, I've never seen anything like that. It was, it was a completely completely insane situation. Adazio, you know, as he claimed, said that he wasn't nasty, wasn't cursing, said we got to do better. I don't, we don't have the audio, so I guess no one knows. I will say I'm, I'm highly skeptical that a Division One referee would eject a coach unless he crossed some type of line. Also, based on what the players said post-game and how, you know, Adazio is going to be out there and defend his guys... I don't, I don't think saying we've got to be better is necessarily like defending his guys. So I, I think it's very clear that he said something different. Obviously, we don't know. You know, there's, there's no audio. Visually, it, it isn't made any clearer by the TV broadcast. So, you know, we all we have is Adazio's side of the story. And that's fine. It is what it is. But the fact that that's how this season ended after everything that had already happened is just kind of the the cherry on top, you know, it's the, the final exclamation point on what's just been a, a campaign filled with disappointment and heartbreak. I mean, it's senior night and you have a really, really great group of seniors. That should have been a night of celebration. It should have been everybody, you know, chanting the McBride's names and, you know, Stonehouse and, and really even, you know, Patchen and Manny Jones and all these guys. Again, Barry Wesley, like, 
this should have been a night of celebration. And instead, CSU, two minutes into the game, was down 14-0 after getting torched by Carson Strong. And he looked fucking good, guys. Like, he looked really good. Excuse my language. But that guy, I love his arm. I mean, I, I think it's really hard to project how this all translates to the next level. Obviously, you try your best. It's a bit of a crapshoot. I, I, to me, he looks like a guy that's going to succeed at the next level. Sometimes, you know, force is a little bit too much. Um, anyways, I'm getting way off track here going into draft pod mode. But like, like I said, it should have been a night of celebration for these seniors. You're, wear, you're wearing the state pride jerseys. Like, it should have been a fun night at Canvas Stadium. I mean, it, it wasn't that long ago when we were just desperate to have any sports, period. Like, this whole season, if you're even just relatively competitive, you know, go 7-5, and five, make a bowl game, beat Wyoming, you know, just win a, a couple of games that matter, but have a fair, fairly relatively quiet season, but just be competitive, make the postseason. People would have been, they would have been ecstatic. You know, Canvas would have been rocking on Saturday night, but it was a ghost town. It was a ghost town, and the fans sent a message that, you know, we'd literally rather be doing anything but be there. And while I'm disappointed that it was not a fun night for the seniors, that they didn't get a proper send-off, especially guys like Trey McBride, Toby McBride, I think it's it's smart. I mean, if you want change, the best way to, to make a statement is, is with your money. I have a ton of respect for the fans that did show up. Again, I'm not I'm not saying you're wrong for showing up. That's I'm a Rockies fan, and one of the things that really drives me crazy is when people like shame you for going to the Rockies fans, well, nothing's ever going to change if you keep showing up. Yes, I, I get that. Baseball's a little bit different situation than college football, though. And for CSU, who, you know, they got to pay off this on-campus stadium at some point, and, you know, obviously you're hoping to, to have good attendance moving forward. You got you know, you to make some money because the athletic department hasn't made shit during the pandemic. I'd have to imagine that, you know, Joe Parker, Joyce McConnell are looking at the situation and, and asking themselves, can we afford to go an entire season with a stadium like it looked like on Saturday night? Now, it, it won't be like that every game. There's always going to be some excitement early in the year. But even even if it was half of the home games or, you know, four of the six home games, the ones that matters, it's just you're just going to go an entire year with no support. <laughs> You can't do that. I mean, that that might cost you as much as the buyout would. So it's it's a difficult position to be in for CSU. I'm I'm not trying to undersell that or, you know, make it seem like, oh, it's just fire the guy. I, it's a complicated situation. And, you know, normally I'd, I wouldn't even discuss this in, in less than three years on the job because I do think coaches need time to build their program up. But the thing that's just really driven me crazy, I mean, besides the poor performance, is just week after week, Steve Adazio going up to the mic and acting like he inherited an Owen 12 program, a program in disarray or something like that. You did not. You inherited a program with Trey McBride and all these people, and he keeps talking about all the roster turnover. Yeah, well, some of that's on you. Some of it's because they didn't want to play for you. Maybe don't run Patrick O'Brien out of town. You know, like... I just, I get so frustrated by that line because it's just not true. And even worse than that is you now have a program like Utah State who literally quit on their season last year. Was it, was They were in as bad of a position as you could be in. And guess what? They had a whole lot of roster turnover. In year one, they were playing for a Mountain West championship. 
it's it's a results business and right now the results aren't there and neither is the accountability and this program is just it's in bad shape it's in worse shape now than it ever was in in the mike bobo era wholeheartedly i do think this team established a, a tough identity and i commend especially the defensive staff for that and and Adazio. I mean, I, I do think he has brought a mentality to this team. You know, they're going to play physical football and all that, but they just, they haven't executed well enough. Point blank period. The game planning has not been good enough. The red zone calls. I mean, all of that's maddening, but more than anything, I just think the lack of accountability and the constant defensiveness and just everything it's just a bad look for csu football and then obviously you cap it off with an ejection on a night where you get completely embarrassed don't even look like you should be on the field with nevada in front of thousands of empty stands people around the country are making jokes it's just like can we really run this back can we personally i don't think so not if you want to have any type of support not if you want to be a nationally relevant college football program anytime in the next couple of years i just I don't see how you can sell this to the fans. I don't see how you can sell this to people like me. I don't know how you can sell it to anyone. I just don't. So frankly, you know, some really difficult discussions coming for CSU. We will see what they ultimately decide to do. But the reaction from the fan base, if there's no administrative changes made and no coaching changes made going into next fall, is it's going to be interesting to watch. It's It's... Yeah, it'll get ugly real quick. We'll just say that. Um, I don't. I don't want to keep dwelling though. Basketball's in a great spot. They're seven and zero. They beat Northern Colorado. So I want to get to that. But before I do, I also want to play some audio from Trey McBride and Ryan Stonehouse because those are two of the greatest Rams of all time. And again, if you don't have pride in the program as a whole right now, I can't say you're wrong. I can't tell you you know buck up or anything like that. I get it. It's it's just been one punch to the gut after another. But the dedication and commitment that guys like Trey McBride and Stonehouse and, and Toby McBride have made to CSU, it's just rare, especially guys like Stonehouse and Trey McBride that, you know, let's face it, they could have transferred out. They could have gone somewhere else, played at a big school. You know, they stayed true to CSU. They stayed true to the Rams. And it's really admirable. I mean, I genuinely th- think Trey McBride is in the conversation for the greatest CSU football player of all time. When you factor in what he means and I know that's a crazy bold statement. And if I really made the list, I, I, you know, again, like I'm not trying to disrespect some of the legends, but I just, if we're talking like raw talent, what they mean to CSU. That's, that's a tough one to overcome. Like there's not very many people that are even in Trey's ballpark, let alone above him on that list. The lack of team success maybe would be what would, you know, have him at like number three or four or something just cause it's like, you'd probably have to go with somebody like Moses Moreno or, you know, Bradley Van Pelt, people that were winning a lot. But, man, Trey is special. One of the most special football players I've ever watched. A genuinely terrific person. And, and that applies to Stoney, too. Just a, a class dude all around. You know, it's it's been a rough couple of years, obviously. You know, not a lot of winning, facing a lot of noise, a lot of criticism. These guys, they blocked it out. They put their head down. They grinded and insanely continued to get better over the course of their career. Like they were really good when they came in, but they're leaving as some of the best at their position in the entire country. So before I play that audio football fans, I'm sure we all love an action packed high scoring NFL game with, but with the latest no brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, 
it'll be a winner once a single point is scored. New customers who bet just $1 on either team to score in any game can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can get some skin in the game with the new same game parlay as well. This is where you combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets if they do. If they score, you score with DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of the NFL must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. I also want to shout out our friends over at Snooze Sleep and the Snooze Flip mattress. Snooze Flip is one of the most universal mattresses on the planet. You can customize your sleep experience to fit your needs. One side is soft, one side is firm, and you can flip it to the side that fits your body best. The cover is also reversible with one side up to five degrees cooler and cozy warm on the other side. The zippable cover makes the Snooze Flip a true four-in-one mattress. What's especially cool about Snooze is when you're when you get the Snooze Flip and and when you use Snooze Sleep, you're a part of a community, just like the DNVR community, and and that's not an exaggeration. It's a community of go-getters, hustlers, athletes, entrepreneurs, the people who need to energize their bodies so they can wake up feeling amazing the next day and conquer their biggest dreams and goals. It's for a bunch of go-getters. If you are one of those go-getters, you can be what's part of the 504 Club. The 504 Club is very similar to the 5 a.m. Club, but with four extra minutes to take for yourself, our four pillars are health, wealth, family, and self. These four pillars are what Snooze wants their community to be inspired to focus on in themselves. They have an email list, a blog, a Facebook community, where Snooze gives out tips and knowledge for a healthier lifestyle and just tips to, to live by those four main pillars. Sleep deep, dream big. And uh, finally, you know, they're, they're, they're locally based. They're from Colorado. The thing is, though, while they, they make their mattress here in Colorado, it is designed for the world. You can take advantage of a new Snooze Flip mattress that gets delivered straight to your door. And Snooze Sleep is actually hooking you up. When you use the code DNVR, you're going to get $250 off a mattress. You can also get $250 off with the adjustable base. That's $500 of savings on the Queen mattress, guys. $1,000 worth of savings on the dual split king. You are not going to want to miss out on this. Go to snoozesleep.com. Again, make sure you use that code DNVR. Rake in the savings and get yourself a new mattress, four in one, the most versatile one on the market. We love Snooze Sleep. I know you will too. Trey, Stoney, obviously not the outcome you guys are looking for in your final home game, but when you kind of look back on your CSU careers as a whole, you know, what's going to stand out the most to you you know, I think I'm going to miss just being around the guys here. I think there's something really special here. Um, I know the results don't really show that, but I think internally there's something good going on. And I think that, you know, that's what I'll look back on the most is, is that, you know, the camaraderie between the guys and the, the guys that we have here that stayed, it's a strong bond. And I think that that's the most important thing I'll look back on. You know, records and awards and everything, you know, they're one thing, but the, the bond you have with your, your teammates and the guys around you is, is what I won't forget. For, for me, I think uh, just being a, being at CSU, man, this is the best four years I've had. I love CSU. I love Fort Collins. A lot of good people here. 
made it an easy decision to come back. Um, like Stoney said, you know, my teammates, I can't thank them enough. My coaches, Coach Bobo, Coach Adazio, everyone that, you know, I, I can't thank them enough for what they've done for me, my teammates, selfless, you know, running routes to get me open. It's, I mean, it's just a bond that will never be broken. And, and the friendships that I've built here at CSU is, is special and something that I'll cherish for a lifetime. What were you guys trying to take in in the fourth quarter when you, you, you've gotten pulled early? But like, what were you trying to take in? What were you thinking about as you, your career was coming to a Yeah, you know, it's just you got a million things rolling through your mind. Um, so many memories, so many things to, to, to be excited about. To, you know, I love this place. I love playing at CSU, playing with Toby. I mean, that's, that's special, you know, something that – not very many people can say they've done. So just a million things going through my mind and, and you know, just it's just bittersweet that, that my time here is done. Uh, I wish I could play here forever, but it's, it's, it's my time to leave. And, you know, I, I love this place. I love Fort Collins. I, I can't, you know, express that enough. Um, I'm, I'm very thankful. I came back, you know, it's been a privilege and an honor to, to wear the green and gold the last four years, so. Peaches out of Palisades, sweet as mama's marmalade. This shit sound like summer days, the windows down on harmony. The family band sing harmonies, my daddy played the drums. My mama slapped that bass, my sister sang these songs. Dancing under canopies, we thank the trees for all their leaves. We are just some drops of water, together make up seven seas. And one day I'll be like my father, one day I will learn to breathe. I'm choking on the thought that I am not the man I was.